Hello, it's Philly here. Just a quick announcement before we jump into today's episode. Natural Medicine Week, hosted by Australian Traditional Medicine Society, is coming up on the 22nd to the 28th of May. I'm a proud ambassador for Natural Medicine Week, which showcases all the many ways natural medicine can restore the body and mind with live online events run by qualified practitioners across Australia. You can check out the link in the show notes to find your way to Natural Medicine Week. As part of the event, I'll be holding a special free Root Cause of Emotional Eating Masterclass, which you can sign up for via the Natural Medicine Week website. During the masterclass, I'll be digging into emotional eating, food addictions, sugar cravings, and the hidden imbalances in the body that cause this behavior, as well as the metaphysical imbalances that are at the deepest root cause of emotional eating. Hope you can make it. Okay, on to today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show, where your hosts, Chris and Philly, co-founders of multi-award-winning functional medicine practice, serving busy people with energy, mood and gut issues. While busyness, overworking, addictive doing and perfectionism might be the norm, it's not normal and it's a major contributor to health issues. Our goal with this show is to give you a holistic root, root cause approach to healing your body so that you don't have to continue doctor or diet hopping or popping a gazillion supplements hoping something might stick. So get ready to heal your body, get your spark back, deeply connect with yourself and step into the life of your dreams. Let's dive in. Welcome everybody to the Ending Body Burnout show. Super excited to have one of our awesome clients with us, Brian Jones, who worked with us. Gee, how long ago was it? It was during COVID and lockdown craziness and stuff, wasn't it? Yep. Two and a half years ago, maybe. Two and a half years ago. Wow. Maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. All right, so we are so excited to have Brian on the show. He is an awesome human being, love him to bits, biggest heart, and also he had some really cool healing experiences while he was working with us at Chris and Philly Functional Medicine. So let's just dive in. And well, no, actually, I want to I want to let everyone know um, like your official bio because then I want to talk oh. into that, and then you can tell everyone a little bit more about yourself as well. So Brian is the founder of VA Platinum, which is an outsourcing business. They specialize in hiring virtual staff for business owners to win back their time, make more money, and improve their happiness. And we have personally benefited from Brian's business. So we've had a couple of VAs, actually our current one, Jerson is an EA. So he's like super special. Um, But honestly, you have helped our business so much and also our quality of life. (laughs) So we're super grateful for what you are doing and, and what you're building in the world and offering other just just teaching people how to get out of needing to do everything or feeling like they need to do everything all themselves which Mm. is a major cause of burnout and things that we coach people through so tell us a bit more about yourself as well okay well thanks for the intro philly you know i 
when you reached out to ask if I wanted to be on the podcast, it was a, you know, it's a hell yes moment. So this was a hell yes, of course, um, because you and Chris have definitely helped me um, a whole lot yourselves. So um, my bio is really um, background is, you know, father, I'm a husband. Um, we moved out of Melbourne around four years ago to escape the rat race. And thank goodness it was before COVID. And we moved up to a cute little um, adventure town called Bright in regional Victoria. Um, so we're about three and a half hours northeast of Melbourne. And um, it just suits our lifestyle because we've got mountain biking, trail running, um, a whole lot of other adventure sports. You know, we've just recently rented a house on top of Mount Hotham, which is one hour away from here so that we can enjoy the ski season um, in a few months. Um, you know, my son will move up onto the mountain primary school up there to experience a whole winter. So, yeah, we, we, we're, we're certainly doing the whole nomadic or remote work lifestyle. I love it. I love it because mm. you're, you're walking what you talk as well. You're mm-hmm. going the extra mile to spend time with your family and do all those awesome things. Okay. So are you happy to share just with whatever you feel comfortable at how you were feeling before you reached out to us, like specifically some symptoms and then also how it was affecting your life, your work, your family, all the things. Mm. So for the listeners, Philly asked before this podcast started, are you happy to share everything? I was like, Gulp, yes. So, um, you know, Philly, it was something that we didn't initially talk about, but I um, let you know, I think a few weeks into our journey together, that for some reason, I'd never had any BO issues before, but under my armpits, I was getting BO. And, you know, at the time I was probably 45 years old. So 45 years of no BO ever in my whole life, didn't even need to use antiperspirant. And it was something I was proud of. And then all of a sudden, something had changed in me after starting this outsourcing business. And um, my wife would, you know, I'd normally have my office door closed. My wife might bring me in a cup of tea and she'd look at me and just say, it's one of those days, isn't it? And she could literally smell my BO and I could smell it too. Awkward. Uh, really awkward. And to me, that was, I guess, the most telling sign that something was wrong within my body. Mm. Um, the more obvious symptoms that I was having was that I was having constant headaches all throughout the day, every day. So I'd wake up with a headache and go to sleep with a headache. And it had become so normal that I was then having coping mechanisms just around the headache. Mm. And I was also having brain fog. I, I would literally just have this fog that I was trying to work through and have conversations with people every day. And when you combine the brain fog with the headaches, I would honestly wake up, you know, five or six days in a row. And I'm not going to swear on the podcast, but it was like not another beeping day. And again, that was a, such a telling sign of you don't want to live like this. You don't want to wake up every day thinking, oh, no, not another day. And then I'd maybe meditate or do a few things like exercise or spend time laughing with my family. But those were coping mechanisms to get me through the day rather than mm. starting every day with abundance and joy. Yeah. And you have a pretty high, I mean, you've changed, you choose how you work now. Mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but you were ha- a pretty high performance business. Um, like how many employees do you have? Hundreds, hundreds. We have 570. 
Okay, wow. Okay, that has jumped up since I last spoke to you. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Doubled. So amazing. So it's not like you're just trying to, you know, like a sole trader getting through the day with clients. You're pretty much managing a lot of people and a lot of things. So I mm. could imagine that, that getting through work with headaches and brain fog, I mean, I struggled to do that. I would struggle to do that in our current business, um, let alone if I had a heaps of uh, employees. Also to oh, the coping mechanisms. So with the headaches, did you, were you doing like Panadol or Nurofen or anything like that? Or you were kind of just, did that touch the headaches or? It's a great question. Uh, I'm sort of anti-medication person, mm. but yeah. um, if it gets so bad, then I will definitely take Panadol and Nurofen. And I found that I was doing so weekly and, mm. you know, again, that wasn't actually having an impact it. I was hoping it would. Mm. Uh, so for me trying to get just through a day, I ended up having to not medicate, um, because it wasn't actually having the impact. It was obviously deeper than what medication yeah. could help. Yeah. It's kind of sucky. I mean, Panadol is great if you have a fever or, you know, that once off headache, I'm not against it. I give it to my children sometimes if they're super sick, but not a good sign if it's not really taking much of the pain away. It's like there's no, something and, going on yeah. there that's not quite right. Um, did you – I'm just going to ask this because I actually can't remember. Did you end up going to the GP or anything initially with any of these issues or you were kind of like you thought that it was just sort of normal or it was part of running a big business and you didn't bother with the GP and then you came across us and you're like, oh, there might be another way? Glad you asked because we haven't talked about that. Uh, yes, I go for an annual GP, you know, full bloods and what have you. And I, I, I specifically went when I was in this rough patch and all of my results turned up normal. Mm. So it was then when we met and you said, uh, let's do some testing. I'm like, well, I've kind of already done some testing and I'm normal, but the testing that you got me to do, totally not your standard GP testing. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we'll jump into that. Actually, no, 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 we won't. We'll talk. Well, no, let's jump into that. Maybe we'll come back to other stuff later. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, okay. So do you remember, so this is what we call the answers phase for listeners is there's always, there's always root causes and reasons as to why you are developing physical symptoms or conditions and you can't have a physical symptom without there being some sort of physiological imbalance. So our first point of inquiry is the answers phase where we really get clear on what body systems are out of whack and that includes a bunch of or sometimes it's just one test for some people sometimes we do a few uh, depending on what's going on with the person so do you remember are you happy to share anything that come came up on the lab test which I guess and also like how did you feel after being to the GP feeling abnormal maybe like when you got all your blood tests back from the GP and everything was normal, how did that make you feel? Were you kind of like, oh, maybe there's just something like, this is, is it all just in my head? That's often what people say. Or is it kind of like, oh, maybe I just need to work less? What's going on? Okay. So to start with, you know, I got the results from the GP and I, my first thought was, well, they're, they're the wrong tests to get. So clearly yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I don't have cancer and my liver is functioning fine. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the result of those tests. Yeah. Um, Which is great because, like, there's definitely benefit. You want to rule out big, nasty stuff that could mm. be life-threatening. And so, like, if anyone's struggling with 
any health issue, I'm always like, go to the GP first, just make sure, you know, let's have a thorough check on to make sure nothing sinister is showing up, like fatty liver disease or cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, yeah, so I got some happiness out of that. But at the same time, I was also working with a mindset coach on a fortnightly to monthly basis. And that mindset coach was giving me some other activities to do to try and break the cycle of what I was sitting within, but it wasn't, it was helping, but it wasn't helping the root cause. It wasn't solving the actual underlying problems. Yeah. And you're going to have to help me through the, the actual testing you okay. did with me, Philly, but yeah, you know, the testing of the saliva and then going, you know, the fecal yeah. hit me with it. Go your spit, turn. Spit, spit, poo and we. Spit, yes. pee and we. Pee, poo and I don't know, Chris has this acronym. <laughs> anyway, all right, so because you were a high achiever or are <laughs> doing all the things, we definitely looked at your adrenal stress hormones because that looks at how well you're regulating your stress hormones. Often people who have been, would you say like at the time too, because this new business that you have, which I guess isn't so new anymore, but mm. it really grew really quite quickly. So you were juggling a lot, yeah? I was in fight, 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 fight mode all of the time. Fight, fight. (laughs) And I felt like I had to be turned on. Like I had to be turned on Mm -hmm. always in that fight mode to get everything done. I didn't realize there was another way. Yeah. And I hope like, if you don't mind me saying, I remember when we first caught up to, you said your natural tendency is to, you would just love to sit on the couch all day and read a book and go for a walk like that is kind of within your heart and soul. But mm. when this business really took off, it's like, okay. So it was almost like it felt unnatural, would you say, in terms of the workload that you had? It wasn't yeah. your, it it's, wasn't what brought you a lot of love and joy. No. So for the listeners, I had a previous business that I was working 60, 70 hours a week and I did suffer some burnout. And I personally went and hired some virtual team members in the Philippines and it resolved so much of my imbalance that I ended up working literally one hour a month in my business. And it, I had a huge amount of success from that. It was weird. And so <laughs> my life then switched into freedom and family mode, but it went too far. So my wife then said, you have to do something better with your life. So I then switched you into- You know, Hopa, Brian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. I, I started I started investing to startups. I had um, started to build an app, um, but that wasn't really fulfilling. So then a couple of my friends said, hey, can you show us how to hire staff in the Philippines? Because it really helped you. Can you help us do the same for ourselves? So I launched this little hobby and then- their friend, they then referred their friends who then referred their friends and it became a business. So then when we met Philly, I was probably about two and a half years into the this thing that was supposed to be a hobby, but it took over my life and I was back working 60, 70 hours a week only because I didn't say no to new clients coming on. Mm, and yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't want to say no to people that were actually asking for help. So mm. I like I think you used the word martyrdom earlier in a conversation mm. before we turned on the record, mm. and I was very much helping other people but not helping myself. Yeah, which I guess is a root, 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 a deeper root cause too that has yeah, to absolutely. be kind of like untangled and pulled some weeds out and yeah. Yeah, so circling it back, yeah, my natural tendency is to I'd love just to sit at a 
hotel or resort or at home, reading a book, listening to music, going on runs and bike rides. Um, but when I'm in work mode, I only work. Mm-hmm. I don't have balance. I would yeah, okay. in the this is in the past when we first yeah. met. Yeah. I would choose to turn on my laptop if I had a spare 10 minutes waiting for my family or mm-hmm. waiting at a cafe because I wanted to help the person that was begging for my my help. Mm. Yeah, which is so interesting because I find that a lot of people who get into this busyness, I mean, there's different reasons. There's usually three key themes and one of them is the either like the martyrdom or the rescuer or a little bit of people pleasing from the goodness of your heart. Like there's nothing mm. wrong with that. And if you have a big heart and more empathetic, then but it can be a bit of a rabbit hole of burnout that is really common for people like that. And so, yeah, doing that work around that is super important. Um, we started talking about that because we were talking about mm. the stress hormones, which, and yep. I, I felt like it was good to contextualize that because it wasn't your natural tendency to be like on all the time. And so your stress hormones were doing some really weird things actually. Um, I should have like pulled out. No, actually that I wouldn't want to pull out your test, but basically you weren't necessarily in adrenal fatigue. So that's where your stress hormones really start to deplete and they're kind of wiped out, which occurs when someone has been burning the candle at both ends or having different types of stresses impact their physiology. Um, But you had a weird thing where your cortisol was really low. So you were hardly producing any of the fight flight hormone, which can make you feel more fighty and flighty because you're not regulating very well anymore. Um, But you also had super high DHEA. So DHEA is the stress balancing hormone, which should follow cortisol and bring it back into balance. But it was almost like your cortisol, so your fight-flight hormone had depleted because you'd used it so much, but your DHEA, the balancing stress hormone, was hyperactive because it was trying to bring cortisol back up. Um, Just in case anyone wants to know the Mm. science behind that. But it's super interesting because those, depending on where the levels are at, will depend on what type of treatment you need. And also it just tells a story as well. So people like that are often functioning like you're still you're still doing the things that you're almost like trying to overcompensate your body failing you Mm. that kind of how it felt as well it's like you're still rocking up to the meeting and still doing the things popping some Panadol once a week not very often because you didn't Mm. like medication but you know Mm. but still having these physiological symptoms yeah I think what stood out to me as well that once you gave me some scripts of some, some pills to take. I can't even remember what they were. Um, and then we had our regular check-ins. I, I had, I was really consistent with taking everything you said I should take. And then for, for whatever reason, stupidity, most likely on my part, I stopped taking some of those pills and, you know, we were talking about the BO before the yeah. BO came back and I was like, oh. mm. I was like no. And, <laughs> and it was a sign that I had, I needed to commit more to the program that you set yeah and sure enough I then recommitted and you know really ensured that I kept a spreadsheet because you know you and I worked on how do I then make sure I do this thing yes I remember that yeah you did um, that so well. Yeah, because you were talking about being a people pleaser. I am a people pleaser. Accountability. Oh, I needed the accountability. 
I think actually this is a, a little bit of a funny thing, but um, so Brian generously donates to a lot of causes, and I said if you don't do this thing, if you have if you haven't even ticked off one of those things, how much money are we donating? Like extra? Yeah. <laughs> I think we set up like thousands of dollars or something. You're like, yes, okay. <laughs> I needed it. Um, <laughs> But in the end, I think it took about three months before I mm. stopped getting the headaches, before I stopped getting the BO and before my energy normalized. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, I was looking back at the notes before we caught up today just to remind myself too. But yeah, I think even the first month or two, because I take very detailed notes and it's like, oh, I'm not feeling a lot of change yet. And sometimes too, it's just takes time, like for things to start kicking in, especially if we're taking a holistic approach. So we weren't just doing supplements. You were changing your diet. I think we ditched mm. coffee. Yes. Gluten for a time. And uh, soy. You really upped meditation as well, because that was something that you found beneficial in the past, but had kind of dropped away. And that, that you claimed a lot of results from two times meditation a day. Hey, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, which makes sense. Going back to your lab test. So you also showed up with low serotonin, which is a really important brain chemical that often gets burnt out to when you've been overdoing the things. Um, super important for like a nice, stable, calm mood throughout the day. So that probably then ramped up sort of the anxiousness and the BO sweatiness when you had mm. meetings and whenever that happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you had some gut stuff going on too. So dysbiosis. So you had a really high pathogenic bacteria. I forgot to write it down, but basically it shouldn't shouldn't have been higher than five units and yours was at 235, mm, which is massive. huge. And I do remember that the body odor disappeared when we started treating that pathogenic bacteria. So if anyone's super smelly out there, it might just be the pathogenic bugs in your gut. <laughs> yep, it's all connected. It's Everything. all connected. It is. Mm. And it is all connected. And not even all the body systems, but the thoughts that we have create neural pathways, which then create production of serotonin or dopamine or adrenaline and mm. cortisol and all the things. So it's looking at it holistically. Yep. Um, something else too that showed up. So uh, this is interesting as well. So you said before your GP tests weren't normal. Even your liver was functioning fine. But when we did the functional medicine lab testing, which looked at your detox pathways via your urine, it showed up with super, super, super low glutathione markers. I don't know if you can remember what glutathione is. Super no, I don't, I, don't think it, <laughs> I don't think my doctor had that as a test either. Yeah, no, no. So mm. the doctor's tests are a bit different in that they yeah. look more at the structural like they're really looking to see if you have fatty liver disease. So they're looking mm. at the structural enzymes of the liver, whereas the functional lab tests look at how well you're actually clearing mm. toxins from your body and at looking at specific nutrients that support good detoxification as well. So glutathione is one of them. Um, and we've kind of been talking about root causes, like, well, what actually caused these body systems to burn out in the first place? We've talked quite a bit about that. I think a big one for you was stress and overworking and mm -hmm. even like going back to patterns of people pleasing and all that sort of stuff, which ties into then overworking. Um, yep. But you also have, a, was it Gilbert syndrome? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I've got Gilbert's. Yeah. yeah, that was diagnosed when you were a baby or a kid? Uh, when I was 15, I was hospitalized yeah, uh, with it. And then I, I took nine months off school when I was 15 with Gilbert's. Yeah. Mm. 
Do you, what symptoms did you have when you were hospitalised? Were you just really fatigued so, or? Yeah, it presented yeah. with massive fatigue. So I was sleeping yeah. 20 hours a day. Um, I was jaundiced, like yeah. yellow eyes, yellow skin. Um, and it just took a long time to get my energy back so that I could mm. then you know, just return to school. Yeah, okay. And then after you recovered, you didn't have to take any ongoing medication or anything. It just kind of like got better. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Um, I just, I have to, it's one of those things you live with for, for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, so I just know that I need to, talking to the functional medicine expert here with Philly, but I need to I need to have balance and have good gut health and I can't drink too much alcohol, can't drink too much coffee. I can't get too stressed um, because if I do, straight away my eyes will turn yellow and my skin will turn yellow. Yeah. And it's a, a good- kind of cool sign. It's a great sign. You can pick it fast. Your wife is like, you're a bit yellow today, Brian. What's going on? It's true. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to mention that too, because sometimes people are born with genetic issues, like real genetic mutations or disorders. And although we can turn genetic mutations on or off, so exactly how you describe that, it's like, well, if I'm not living in a way that's going to support my liver, then I'm going to start turning that on and I'm going to get symptoms from it. Live in a way that you can then turn those mutations off basically and not get the symptoms um but it was interesting too because your even your serotonin markers and then the detox markers i mentioned were ultra low like low 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 way lower than what i would usually see and when i see that on a test i always think mm, is there something genetic going on where your body's just more susceptible to burning through these nutrients for whatever reason and then I don't think you even told me about Gilbert syndrome in our first consult. I think mm. that came up later when we got the liver test back and you're like, oh, yeah, I did have this thing. I was like, that is a great piece of information <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Sorry, I should have told you earlier. That's okay. You didn't tell me about the BO initially either. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably didn't. That was an embarrassment thing, I think. <laughs> that would, that would, I would, even though that cleared up directly after doing gut work, it would it has to tie into detoxification as well, I mm. feel. And so everything was just at a point where it was burning out and you were getting a myriad of symptoms. Yeah. Okay. So do you have, I guess, like any specific, well, oh, you've shared some of them, but if is there anything else like when you realised that things were actually working for you? Like how did you feel in your body? How did you show up in your life? Take us to some mm. of those moments. <laughs> Sure. Well, I guess the, you, you want to go with the most obvious things that uh, are recognisable to hit you between the eyes. So, you know, when my son, when I was going through this, literally said to me one day, Dad, you, you're you never smiling unless you're looking at me. And it's like, oh. really? He said, yep, wow. you just don't seem happy unless you're looking at me. Um, but I watch you when you're working or when you're with others and you just don't have that same smile and your eyes are almost like they're dead. And I'm like, huh, hey, oh, little wow. kid, you know, little you know, seven-year-old at the time. Um, so Super perceptive. I know. And then, you know, mm. through the work with you, Philly, and with Chris as well, because I've had a few sessions with Chris, um, mm. he, he noticed such a big difference. And then he verbalized mm. the difference that he then saw and, I didn't want to prompt him. So I didn't ask him, hey, have you noticed any difference? I just wanted to be showing up differently and see whether he would then verbalize something. Because because if he was willing to verbalize the bad stuff, 
you know, hey, dad, I've noticed this. Would he be then, you know, recognizing and verbalize the good stuff? And he did. So, you know, through the work with you and with Chris and the meditation, um, it was fascinating to see like my son noticing that. Mm. Um, That's big. That's Um, huge. Yeah. And then other things that I noticed was that I wasn't willing to, I'm an introvert and I was not willing to go out to parties or even to go for social runs with people if there was going to be more than five or six people there. And my wife would say, come on, let's go for this thing, whether it be a bike ride or a run or a dinner. And I'd literally say, well, how many people are going? And if too many people were going, my my whole body was telling me, you can't go because there's too many people there and it's going to raise your whatever it is inside your body to make it a stressful situation, not a good mm-hmm. situation. So that was showing up. And then through the work with you and Chris, I wasn't having those thoughts anymore. Right. I, I, I'd get invited somewhere. And I was like, oh, wow, what a difference. I actually want to go. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I love, I love like, I love hearing how people are like, oh, yeah, didn't get brain fog this month or, oh, I only got one headache as opposed to 20. You know, all that's great. But it's really like we have our health so that we can experience life. And really, it's like around connection with people that we love as well. And so those stories are cool. I remember when, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but after I did a lot of my functional medicine work, um, I remember I was playing on the beach with my girls and they were pretty small at the time. Poppy was maybe, how old was she? Maybe five or six. And she came up to me and she's like, you're such a fun mum now. I love it that you laugh and smile. You used to be a really grumpy, grumpy, <laughs> angry mum all the time. And although that kind of like, oh, a knife to the heart, it was nice that she could see the difference. Like I felt mm. the difference, but it's cool when your kids are seeing the difference as well and they even express that to you. They really tell you the truth, don't they? Yeah. But, yeah. They, they don't know how to filter they what they want to say. Filter. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so cool. Awesome. What would what was different, I guess, in terms of our approach, our functional medicine, what we now call the ending body burnout method approach? Mm. So f- f- first things first, I'd never heard of what functional medicine was. So it was only when we were in a in a different session, not one on one, but we're in a group session, and you were talking about what you actually do and how you help people that I realized that someone like you exists. Mm. Um, before that, I thought there was um, uh, mindset coaches that can help you meditate, or I thought there was dietitians or nutritionists. I didn't know the profession like yours existed. Yeah. But then when you talked about the process that you go through and then the benefits that some of your clients then experience, it was a big one of those massive aha moments of, oh, wow, you go to the real depths of what's going on in someone's body, not the surface level stuff of just what you're putting into your body, but how's your body reacting to food, to life, to stresses. Um, And yeah, I think I grabbed you and Chris, you know, by the arms. And it's like, I have to become a client of yours. Like there was take my credit card. (laughs) It was, it was like that. Um, And yeah, I'm glad we went through that process because Mm. even once I gave you my credit card, I still didn't realize at the time that the sort of level of testing that we were going to be doing, like the saliva, the wee and the poo. Yeah. And that was quite confronting to be at home doing these tests and then <laughs> sending them back to you in a, in a parcel. Yeah. 
Oh, they didn't come to us. I don't know if I told you. No, they go to no, the they go, Yeah, they do. It would have they been do. a bit maybe more awkward if I'm like, ew, here's Brian's too. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Thank goodness you just get the results. <laughs> I'd actually love to work in the labs. I think it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, yeah, the way you then took the results and you broke it down, I don't think I had ever seen anyone do that before because all of my past physicians, they never would have gone to that level of detail. So it's one of those things, I, I guess I hope that GPs, physicians give you lots of referrals because they can only take it so far. Mm, they they yeah. can't take it to the next functional level, which yeah. is then changing how people um, uh, operate their day, their sleep, their food intake, mm. um, which is really at, at the heart of the, the issues. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for jumping on and sharing your story, by the way, because I know that a lot of people, you know, this is private stuff. Um, <laughs> so super grateful that you're happy to share. And I know that like so many people will benefit from even the fact that it's possible to do everything that you've done naturally and get the results. And you did it mm. in a pretty short period of time as well. Yeah. So if there's anyone else like listening out there that's struggling with body burnout or stuck in a cycle, or maybe they've been trying a bunch of stuff and they're just not really going anywhere. Do you have any words of wisdom for people like that? Yeah, sure. Just like you know, I've recommended my wife speak with you some friends in town, I think are currently working with you at the moment. Yeah, just, you. just jump on a call with Philly because you don't have to keep going through that brain fog or the headaches or the lack of energy or the lack of wanting to go outside your house. Um, you can be a far more productive, happier person just by going to the root cause of the issues. And you can only do that, I think, through the functional medicine path. I don't think you can do it through specialist appointments or through your GPs. Um, I think this is the specialist appointment most people need. They need to come and get into mm. the, the nitty gritty with the functional medicine side with you. Um, I certainly wish I had have come five or six years earlier when I was, you know, before I had hired my own VAs in my other business mm. um, because I was going through the similar patterns back then. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at least I now know that if I ever head down that path again, if something goes out of control, I've got you in my corner. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And also like along the way too with us and also I'm sure with your mindset coach too, just learning the strategies to self-regulate and to course correct. So it doesn't, we love, we do love doing maintenance testing as well. Kind of like just have a little look under the bonnet, car service, mm. but essentially you should be able to live a long and happy, healthy life with all the tools that you now have, mm. which is which is awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Philly. Um, we will chat soon. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. I'm glad I was here with you. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate you. If you'd like to give us extra smiles, drop us a review and spread the love by sharing this episode. You can also rate your own state of burnout and the root cause contributors by taking our ending body burnout assessment on our website. And if you're interested in learning about our group or one-on-one -on -one ending body burnout programs, shoot us a DM via Instagram or Facebook. Have, Have the, the best, best day, day ever. ever. <laughs>